Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. And I had gone to Sunday school and church with her about a half a dozen times. Actually, I'd heard him preach maybe six times in life. And so she came in one day and said, I talked to Dr. W. and he remembered my little nephew. See, on back then I was about nine, ten years old I'd gone. He remembered me. And I told him, she told all about me, bed fast, dying, doctor said I had to die, but I wanted a preacher. And he said he'd come. I didn't much believe he would, because Baptists didn't. But uh, I thought at least he is a preacher. He'll know whether Mark 11, 24 means what it says and is for us today. He'll, he'll know. I'll, I'll find out from him. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer, which includes the message you will hear today. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. Now here's a lesson I learned early in life that might pay you to listen. You say, well, why in the world did you thank God he didn't come? He's your pastor. Well, later on after I was healed, I went back to the same church and began to testify among the members. Even Dr. Robinson himself admitted this is a miracle. But the pastor said, the poor boy stayed in bed so long it affected his mind. Well, you know what he would have told me. And I'd have believed it and died. Thank God he didn't come. Now, listen. Listen. I cried for three days and nights about it because he didn't come. But I found out early in life that the things you cry about today are things you'll shout about tomorrow. Amen. So thank God he didn't come. And so my grandmother said, well, you know, we waited several days, never heard from him, he didn't come. So my grandmother said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do, son. She said, I'll walk down here to the north part of town to Dr or to Reverend S. Now he's a minister of, see mama and me were Baptist. Now granny, grandpa belonged to another church yet. And she said he's Baptist. See I didn't want anybody but Baptist. I wouldn't listen to anybody but Baptist because you know they're the only ones that got anything. They're the only ones that know anything. Southern Baptists you know. I thought the Lord Jesus Christ and all of his apostles were Southern Baptist. <laughs> but I got the reading in the, the Gospels afterwards and I found out that Paul couldn't be Baptist because he said, I speak with tongues. <laughs> so he couldn't have been Baptist, could he? And so she went down and to Reverend J.B.S.'s parsonage and knocked on the door, walked about six blocks to get to his place, and he said he'd come. Thank God he never did come. <laughs> Couldn't get a preacher to come. God never had anything to do with him. He kept him away because he knew I'd believed him. So my aunt said that her pastor would come. Now, she belonged to another church yet. I didn't much believe he would. If, if Baptist wouldn't, he wouldn't, surely. And I had gone to... Sunday school and church with her about a half a dozen times. Actually, I'd heard him preach maybe six times in life. And so she came in one day and said, I talked to Dr. W. and he remembered my little nephew. See, on back then I was about nine, ten years old I'd gone. He remembered me. 
And I told him, she told all about me, bed fast, dying, doctor said I had to die, but I wanted a preacher. And he said he'd come. I didn't much believe he would, because Baptists didn't. But uh, I thought at least he is a preacher. He'll know whether Mark eleven twenty four means what it says in his for us today. He'll, he'll know. I'll, I'll find out from him. And so one day he came. Now, I couldn't see much that day, but I could hear. I heard him at the front door. I mean, when he knocked on the door and when somebody went, I heard the sound of his voice. I knew who it was. My heart within me leaped for joy. At least I thought he is a preacher. I'm going to have him to take the Bible and, and turn to Mark 11:24 and read it and tell me if it means what it says, because if it means what it said, I'm getting off of this bed. Well, I was so low they'd only allow one person in the room. We're talking about 1933. Didn't have all the hospitals and everything we got now. People were sick, you know, at home. And I was so low, the doctor would allow only one person in the room at the time. And so who, I couldn't see, my eyes wide open, but whoever was in the room left because I could hear him moving around. And then suddenly someone took my hand and I saw a shape. It was this minister. I know I heard his voice, but I couldn't tell. Now his face is right down over mine, no doubt, because he had my hand. I could just see an image. I couldn't tell whether it was a man, woman, a horse, or a cow. But I just knew somebody was there. See, I saw an image. So he took my hand. I could feel it. I'd heard his voice when he was whispering to the person that left the room, you see. And I was trying to say, Dr. W, get the Bible there. Because it's right by my bed. Open it to Mark 11, 24 and read it. And tell me if it means what it said. Tell me, if, does it mean if I desire well body that I can pray and believe I'll receive my healing and then I'll have it. But you see, I was so excited, all I could do was make sounds. I never said a word. I could, That's all I did. And he looked down in my poor pitiful face. Tongue paralyzed, throat partially paralyzed, mouth twisted. Never forget it, the longest day I lived. But he patted my hand, I could feel that. And he put on his professional voice. I said, I never liked professionalism. <laughs> put on his professional voice and said, Just be patient, my boy. In a few more days, it'll all be over. <laughs> I can't tell it without tears leaping to my eyes. You see, he laid my hand down and left. It's three o'clock in the afternoon on the Thursday of August, 1933. But it's dark. Sun shining brightly outside, but the last hope I had, he put it out. It's dark. It's dark in that room. It's dark. It's dark. And so I lay there from August to November because I listened, waiting to die. And in November, the weather got cooler down in Texas and I got to feeling a little better. At least I regained enough use of that part of my body that they could prop the Bible in front of me and I could read it for sometimes as much as an hour. Then I couldn't see it. Well, I couldn't pick the pages up and turn them, but I could put my hand on and sort of slide them or maybe take me ten minutes to turn two or three pages I could lie there and think I want to move my hand I want to move my hand and I'd play games with the clock that was on chest of drawers across the bed when I, when I could see it and sometimes it'd take me 40 minutes to make my hand move I'd, I'd concentrate I want to move my hand I want to move my right hand I'd think that I want to move my right hand I want to move my right hand 
And after, I'd, I'd time it, see. And sometimes it'd take me, after, after 40 minutes I could make it move, but it couldn't do nothing with it after I got it there. But at least I improved a little bit to where they could prop me up on two pillars and open the Bible. I'd have them open it to Mark 11, 24. And so I said to the Lord that day in November 1933, Lord, I tried to get Dr. C to come, my pastor. He didn't. I didn't understand then. And Reverend S, he didn't come. Dr. W came, and I know according to what he said, he don't believe there's any hope because he said it'll soon be over. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you at your word. I'm just going to believe that you said what you meant and meant what you said, and I'm going to come off of this bed. And dear Lord, I said, now you can, you can think whatever you want to think. That's your problem, not mine. One fellow ran after me over in Portland, Oregon, and we were in a meeting there, an auditorium meeting, and he ran after me and overtook me. And he said, I've been in your services every day and every night, and I just want to tell you something. I said, what is it? He said, I don't believe anything you're preaching. I don't believe a word of it. Well, I said, dear brother, that's your problem, not mine, and kept walking. Now, he is mad. First, he started laughing. He said, you know, you're right. You know, he said, you're exactly right. That's not your problem at all, is it? I said, you're right, boy. It's not my problem. That's yours. Do what you want to do about it. My problem is just to tell it. Amen. You can believe what you want to. That's your problem. And so you can believe what you want to, but I'll tell you what I told the Lord. As a 16-year-old, I said, if this word's so, if what you said so, I'm getting off this bed. If I don't get off of this bed, it'll be because you lied. And I'm going to have them to throw that Bible away, throw it in the trash can. It ought to be in print if it's a lie. Well, I knew it wasn't a lie. But to skip over nine months, I still stayed there nine months. You know why? I'll tell you exactly why. I couldn't figure out how to turn my faith loose. It's so simple now, you turn your face away and blush. But I had no teacher. I couldn't figure out how to put my faith to work. I knew he said, when you pray, believe you receive and you'll have them. But you see, what I was trying to do was, and didn't realize it, was to substitute head faith for heart faith. Because I'd pray, and you can't pray without being blessed, and I'd get blessed into a state of ecstasy and blessing. And because I felt better spiritually and in a state of ecstasy and blessing I based my faith on what I felt well I believe I'm healed now because I feel better spiritually but then I checked my heart and my heartbeat's not right and my body's still paralyzed particularly from my waist down no feeling just dead and I'd start crying because I thought I believed you see and so the second Tuesday of August of 1934, I've been bed past 16 months, Mama bathed me about 8 o'clock in the morning, left me propped up on two large pillows, left the Bible open, now I wasted away, just weighed 89 pounds. Mama left the Bible open to Mark 11, 24. Brother, I'd quoted that verse thousands of times, trying to figure out how to make it work for me. So I read it again. Out loud, there in the room by myself. Therefore, said you, what things have you decided? When you pray, believe you receive them, you'll have them. And then I prayed. I said, Dear Lord Jesus, now, you said right here, when you were here on earth, what things have you desired? I desire well body. You said, When you pray, believe. And I said, I prayed and I believe. Now, if you stood here 
by my bedside in the physical. I could see you with my physical eye standing there. And you reach your hand out and took hold of my hand like mama and held my hand in yours and looked down my face and said to me, son, your, your problem is you don't believe. And I said it with kindness, not in tones of arrogance. I said, I'd have to say to you, dear Lord Jesus, you're lying about it. I do believe. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, My Life and Ministry by Kenneth E. Hagan. If you've been enjoying the series we featured this week, then you'll want to get the entire six CD set for your personal collection. The CD series is just $39.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this six CD set that includes special insight into the man and the ministry of Kenneth E. Hagan, told in his own words. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I want to thank all of you that are helping us to keep this program going through your monthly support as a partner with yes. the ministry. Yes. You can go to www.rhema.org slash WPC and become a partner with us. But we want to thank all of you that are helping us. Help Rama reach out to the communities in Oklahoma that have been so devastated by the recent tornadoes. Give a financial gift online today at rhema.org slash relief or text AID to 28950 and give a gift via your smartphone. Message and data rates may apply. Again, that website is rhema.org slash relief. Thank you for helping Rhema bring hope, help, and healing to the world. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.